Hey, everybody. I'm Tyler Suters with the Consumer Technology Association. We are the owners and producers of CES, the most influential tech event in the world. And we are here to help you get CES ready. The big show is January 11th through the 14th, 2021. And this year, it is an all-digital show. We're reimagining CES, supporting what makes CES unique, yes, but also enabling you to connect with new global audiences. At CES 2021, you're going to hear from the world's leading tech innovators, all from the comfort of your own home and office, a much safer setting, of course, in this pandemic era. Exhibitors will launch their latest projects, and you can connect with global brands, the hottest startups, and one another. And it will be all digital, a personalized experiential event, engaging content, captivating imagery, dynamic presentations, a new experience for you, and a front row seat to discover and see the latest tech. The categories, well, they're familiar to you by now. Digital health, smart cities and resilience, applications of AI, 5G, drones, and vehicle technology. And that last category is what we're focusing on today. It's a conversation with Mercedes-Benz and the Daimler Group, blazing the trail in vehicle tech. Now, CTA research shows that we are actually using our cars or more excited about them in this COVID era. 42% of us say that constant access to a private vehicle is more important to us now than it was before the pandemic started. And among those of us who had driven before the pandemic, a third of us are likely to travel that same way more often post-pandemic using our own cars. So today's conversation is with the chief design officer of Mercedes-Benz and the Daimler Group, how design and technology intersect and how they create something that's really more than a car. It's a digital companion. That's all coming up today on this edition of CES Tech Talk. Joining us today from Germany is Gordon Wagner. He is Chief Design Officer of Mercedes-Benz and Daimler Group. And Gordon, uh, guten Tag. I believe that's a proper greeting. I'm not sure what time it is there, but <laughs> great to have you with us nonetheless. Um, nice accent though, Tyler. How are you? <laughs> Highly practiced. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Uh, so you're in Germany right now. How are you? How are you coping with, with the situation? And especially as a global traveler, how are you juggling all these restrictions? Oh, pretty good. You know, I spent quite some time in the US and then I transferred here over back to, to Europe, to Germany, uh, back in the headquarters. Um, we we do what everybody's doing. We use video conferences. We do um, sessions in small circles uh, with the designers. I mean, working with the cars, you have to be in the studio. But of course, we take all precautions like distance, mask, whatsoever. Um, and... Um, yeah, try to stay safe. But, um, you know, with our global design network, we have these design studios around the globe, uh, from California uh, to Portland, uh, to China, Beijing, to South America, to India, around the globe. We're used to deal with um, long distance commuting, not only commuting, <laughs> I, I <laughs> commuted, but communications, yeah. And, and design communications, video conferences, and stuff. So uh, that wasn't really new to us. And um, uh, we just learned to use it a little better now, yeah. Yeah, that, well, it, we all have to adapt, right? 
Yeah, and in fact, it saves so much time. I mean, uh, think about the morning commute, right? You can you can sleep an hour later, <laughs> you <laughs> coffee, and jump right in the first meeting, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We're it's a digital, yeah, we're, uh, it's a digital world. <laughs> yeah, we're all here in Washington D.C. and and skipping any any kind of commute that avoids uh, crossing the Potomac River is, is is a blessing for all of us. So yeah, yeah, the tech is helping us all connect better and and stay productive during this interim. Um, I'd like totally. to start by by jumping back a little earlier, though, than, than the start of the pandemic, and that is CES 2020. What a splash that you all made with the Vision AVTR. I mean, it's it's you know designed uh, with a very futuristic look, a throwback a bit though to to Tron and the 1980s and that futuristic look. Um, what did, what was your vision for the Vision, so to speak, and and your reaction to its debut? Yeah, that was really as good as it gets. And CS was a perfect uh, stage uh, to launch that kind of, in that huge, um, in front of that huge audience. And remember, we did that last big launch was the F015, that autonomous driving car in mm-hmm. 19, uh, 2015. And ever since, we haven't done such a big thing again. And now with, AV, with Avatar, uh, it, it it got so much bigger even. And um, first of all, working with the Lightstorm guys, especially with John Landau uh, and his design team was very inspirational. Um, we as basic car and in-action designers, working with um, movie designers, science fiction designers, I mean, that's a dream come true. Um, and um, therefore, of course, we wanted to create something that is very, very different to anything else you have seen before. Um, very tagged with a lot of new interfaces. Uh, when you see the gesture, the projection, um, mm. actually, um, the idea was that this car is not a car, it's a living organism. And you, you, you put your hand over that, um, a connection device uh, you can also drive it with that but you connect with the vehicle and like an avatar you become you become one and um so there's there's so much um uh content and so many creative ideas in that project um so that was phenomenal even uh, when you look at uh, the wheels which are not really wheels they're kind of these balls where you can you know uh, turn uh, drive sideways and um, <laughs> they'll probably drive on Pandora. <laughs> <laughs> so the 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 other side of that sword, if you will, Gordon, to having so much attention on on a product launch or or a concept drop, is it you need to top it the next year, or at least you have to you know raise the bar a little higher. So, with that in mind, what do you have planned for CES 2021? An all-digital experience, so a, a, a different uh, milieu. What are you looking for in, in the show to come? Well, um, AVTR was uh, was a big show, was a, was a big movie. Um, this year, um, we want to deliver something more concrete. Yeah, we created, we will present the first um, yeah, glass IP. Um, so instrument panel. So mm-hmm. typically, uh, of course, a dashboard is, is leather and plastic and yeah, material. And, and this time we dematerialized it. So it's it's not material anymore. It's just projection. It's a freeform, three-dimensional OLED screen. 
um, that will revolutionize the interior of cars because it's not physical anymore. It's 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 digital, and it all started with a and that's a cool thing. It all started with a design sketch. We um, uh, you know, in the ideation phase, we we do these concept uh, concept work and. Um, Actually, that came from uh, one of our satellite studios in, in Como in Italy, uh, interior studio, uh, when we launched this project like five years ago or so. And, um, and there was that sketch I, I liked so much. It, it showed a, yeah, a glass, glass IP, um, mm-hmm. complete, complete display. Um, and we said, hey, we, we need to do that. And um, <laughs> We found a, we found a partner uh, to make it happen and actually turn it into a three dimensional and this is the um, the special part about it. It's not flat, it's curved and it's three dimensionally curved. And everybody who's in this place knows how how difficult that is to achieve. But that's a cool thing with OLED um, that you can do that uh, and not only two dimensional, three dimensional. And that's a revolutionary part about it. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I think um, we call it the hyper screen. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, it's a, <clears throat> it's a virtual instrument panel. Um, and that's uh, so much more futuristic than anything else you have ever seen in the car before. Hmm. So you're talking about an, an interface that was, uh, as you just said, Gordon, originally sketched or you know, the, the fruition of the idea started with your team in Italy. But it sounds a lot, you know, as I dive in a little bit into what the hyperscreen is, to, to really the concept of, of, of Bauhaus. Is, is that fair to say? Is that a, is that a correct comparison? Mm, not quite, actually. I mean, um, of course, we have a long German design tradition, which started with the Bauhaus um, mm-hmm. um, design and culture, uh, which was based pretty much about simplicity. Um, and it went on over the school of Ulm. It actually influenced Apple design. Um, and we as designers, and especially we at Mercedes, we love simplicity. Um, it's my, my old saying, if you like it, take a line off. If you still like it, take another line off. And that applies to everything we do, uh, whether it's, um, it's a screen or whether it's an, an interface, a user interaction interface, MBUX. Uh, and it's so much harder to take stuff out than to add stuff. Um, um, so simplicity, yeah, goes back to Bauhaus. But yeah, we want to make uh, simplicity sexy. Uh, we want to <laughs> have uh, emotion about it and, and beauty. And this is the other part of our philosophy. Our philosophy is essential purity. That means we have something that is, um, yeah, essential, beautiful, sexy on one hand, rock red hot and then we have the cool part that is clean reduced uh simple um and so with these opposites they're almost like heart and brain and this is how we are made as as humans and this is why i truly believe in this philosophy and we keep evolving it as a almost like an operating system like in you know zero point one 0.0 uh, 1.5, 2.0, 3.5, uh, with larger and smaller steps. Uh, but we are not changing the thinking. We are not changing our belief. Um, this is almost our religion, and this is what we truly believe in. And again, we applied it to MBUX, which made it a very significant, easy-to-use, beautiful interaction system in automotive. 
um, which we, the latest version we presented that summer, but was it like two or three years ago when we, three years, we, we probably three years, I don't remember. When we presented that, we launched it at the CS, Sasha and myself in the press conference. And, um, and yeah, that um, coming back to the screen, <laughs> Uh, yeah, it is about simplicity, of course. It's just a glass surface, but again, it's it's essential. It's three-dimensional proofed, uh, and therefore we we combine these two things, these two poles of our philosophy, also also in this piece of design. Mm-hmm. Um, Gordon, if you would talk about how your design vision uh, comes comes to life uh, in a way when you talk about the car and well, what we would currently call the driver, but we may have another term for that moving forward, come together as one and, and interact. Um, where are we now and and where do we go from from here? And, and, and this is all according to your vision, right? What do you see? Yeah, it's pretty much that vision we showed with the AVTR, what we were talking about earlier, that um, mm-hmm. the user and the machine become one. And and that hyperscreen is one one step into that direction that, again, the whole IP is an interface that connects the driver with the machine. Um, and, of course, artificial intelligence will um, will help a lot um, on on that way um, to, to predict more, uh, to understand the person better that is yeah, driving or operating that car. Of course, with autonomous driving, yeah, it will still take a little bit um, until that will be fully there, but eventually it will be. Um, that opens a complete new, um, well, complete new dimension because um, then the car really becomes the third place, not at work, not at home. Uh, your home is on the street then, and when it drives autonomous, you can, you know, fully uh, take advantage of, of all interaction features because mm-hmm. they're not distracted with the driving anymore. And and as the car gets smarter and smarter and smarter, um, also that interaction will be uh, better and better and better um, because it will be, it's all about simplicity again. It will be easier. It will be more intuitive. Uh, it will be, of course, voice will probably increase a little bit, but even though voice will, will be more dominant, People want to have a visual interface. People want to look at something uh, mm-hmm. to confirm for them, especially when you're driving. When you go somewhere, you want to see a map. Uh, if, if the car tells you, uh, you will be there in 10 minutes and you're currently on that bridge, you may maybe look out of the window and see the bridge, but uh, mm-hmm. you know you want to have a visual reference. Um, right, right. And, and, and that will not change. So I, I don't think we will see smaller screens in the future. No, not at all. I'm yeah. a true believer. This is the first of a completely new kind of interiors, and we're actually the first on that planet that that actually do that. Um, and it will change car interiors forever. Um, is this the idea of a computer on wheels, Gordon? I mean, that's a bit of an ele- an elegant phrase. It's I think the, in, in, I, in you're very. Of a, <laughs> supercomputer on wheels yeah that's what's yeah. in what cars of the future are about their supercomputers on wheels yeah yeah and do you think that that our experience and i say our in the you know in the professional world the working world when we've been forced to adapt so much more quickly to the technologies we may not have been as familiar with whether it's video conferencing or you know higher levels of connectivity whatever it might be we, we've been forced to adapt to that 
that constant screen in our lives now. Um, do you see that driving this forward and that we're, we're more accepting as a consumer base or as a customer base of having that computer with us all the time that we not just we're beyond wanting it, I think is where I'm going, Gordon. It's, it's that we need that at all times. I don't think it's about adapting. It's about technology should adapt to the human that, that way around, but not the just, human to the te technology, because then it's good tech when it adapts to the human and helps him to you know do things easier, make life better, more healthy, whatsoever, more safe, um, more convenient. Convenience is a matter of luxury, definitely. Um, so we try to make tech uh, adapt to the uh, to the user and not the other way around mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. when you started your career uh, in the auto industry i think you, know, you can use different terminologies but you were a, a car designer so to speak um do I'm you find yourself a car designer <laughs> <laughs> but but let's be honest gordon you're you are far more in the tech sector than you were you know 20 10 maybe maybe even seven years ago right i mean you are a you're a tech yeah. Tech-centric designer now. Yeah, um, car design and my job is like the renaissance in design um, because it combines all different design disciplines you can imagine. When I started as a car designer, I loved the art aspect and I loved that the that the car itself, of its three-dimensional shape, is the most um, advanced object to design. Um, and I love the artwork aspect, you know, of big renderings, shiny, glossy renderings and stuff. Uh -huh. um, now my job is a 360 degree design responsibility, which of course still involves um, exterior designs and working with the clay and working with the sculpture. And yeah, I love that. Yeah. Uh -huh. And and interior design is, uh, yeah, like interior design of a house. Yeah. We, we actually design houses. We do architecture, exterior architecture interior design architecture um we do uh, for for clients for our own showrooms for exhibition booths for the cs whatsoever um and then um we do fashion design uh, we do corporations like the one i did with virtual Abloh this year doing the g-wagon uh so which actually was an art project so we also do art yeah uh, we have mm -hmm. that art label um, and then, of course, we have that big, big, what you mentioned, that big growing field of, um, let's say, tech design, user interaction design, software design. Yeah. And um, again, I explained that earlier, um, we still wanted to use our automotive background in approaching software. That's why MBUX, for instance, is different looking to um, uh, to um, um, uh, operating systems on smartphones, on TVs, whatsoever. You still see the beauty aspect in, in it. You see these fantastic visuals. We want it to be different. We want it to be more rich. And definitely we as a company want it to be more luxury. Uh, that's a very, very important part for our mother brand, Mercedes, but also, of course, for our luxury uh, Sub-brands like AMG, Maybach, the new EQ brand, for, for even more for tech. Um, and um, yeah, um, and we even do the advertising side of things, you know. Um, so yeah, it's really 360 degree and that's what makes it interesting. And I have to mention um, uh, a screen is dark without software. So therefore, uh, we are not only presenting that hyper screen, we also present 
a completely new level of interface on that screen that comes with that screen. Uh, uh, the next level of MBUX, and we have internally, we call it the zero layer. Uh, so that's an invention from the design department uh, saying when, when you're driving, uh, why do you want to switch layers? Why don't you have a, everything on one layer and things pop up with AI, um, things pop up in certain use cases like phone. Um, you always have have the map as, as the main canvas because again, that's what you typically use for a drive-in. And when you see the top use cases in the car is always navigation, um, uh, phone, um, media. That, mm -hmm. That's pretty much it. You know, everything else is uh, secondary. And so we, we give more emphasis on these main use cases. So uh, let's say we, we clean up the entrance hall um, and the basement is probably the same, but you know, you, you hardly go in the basement, maybe do, you know, <laughs> get, get, get some wine or so from the cellar. <laughs> <laughs> so we didn't want it to hang the Mona Lisa in the, in the cellar, right? Uh, we wanted to hang it in the, in the main hall. And yeah. that's what we did. And I think, um, again, we were talking about simplicity earlier. I think that's a major step towards simplicity in the operating system. And again, something nobody else has done before. I, I'm, I truly, I'm truly convinced you'll, you'll love it, yeah. yeah. Gordon Wagner is Chief Design Officer with Mercedes-Benz and the Daimler Group. And Gordon, yours is a global brand that is known for projecting an ambitious vision of the industry's future at CES every year. Can't wait to see you at CES 2021. And, and thanks for all your insight and time today. Yeah, thank you so much. It was such a pleasure. And yeah, I'm really looking forward to get together with all you guys again. Yeah, can't wait. All right, that is a wrap for this edition of CES Tech Talk. As you know, CES transcends a traditional tech industry. Companies use CES as a platform to show how they're embracing technology and also evolving their businesses. Companies large and small find a valuable platform at CES. And in 2021, this show is a critical event for companies to launch and showcase new products and innovations. They can make major announcements during media day, demo products via live events, video content, digital activations, and you can engage directly with your target audiences through live chat and meetings. Now, we want you to be CES ready for all of this. And a good step is what you're doing right now, listening to the CES Tech Talk podcast. But do yourself a favor, Subscribe to the podcast as well, and that way you won't miss a single episode as we head for the big show. Speaking of, CES 2021 is January 11th through the 14th. The latest information is at ces.tech. That is ces.tech. And be sure to check in there regularly because new announcements seem to be coming out all the time. Now, none of this is remotely possible without the true stars of our podcast. Our executive producer, Jennifer Drogas, our assistant producer, Kristen Nemeroff, and our senior studio engineer, John Lindsay. You all are the best in the business. I'm Tyler Suters. Let's talk tech again soon. <laughs>